Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is Matt and here we have the third of the three parts of the compilation, is that the right way to say that, of the A to Z recorded earlier in the year. It is currently the 14th of July as I record this. Uh, David and I are into series one of the Sarah Jane Adventures. We've just recorded our review of whatever happened to Sarah Jane and we've just got the season one finale to go. Um, so this part of the compilation covers, I think, R to Z from episode 183 to 191. Hopefully you'll enjoy. I think we've agreed we're going to put these out at Christmas. Um, so Merry Christmas. All the best. See you soon. Should we do Should we do the old A to Z? Yeah. Get it out the way. Get it out yeah, the way. we've got a fair few to discuss this week, I think. Yep. Right. Would you like to rate some episodes? Uh, yes, I would. Absolutely. Right. Well, we'll start at the very beginning, David, with Rose. Uh, um, yeah, it's got its problems, but it's, um, it sort of did the impossible, really, didn't it? Mm. It managed to present... Doctor Who in a form that felt true to the spirit of Doctor Who, but fresh and modern. Um, an amazing feat in that respect. And I'm so fascinated to see if RTD can pull that trick off twice. Because as fresh and modern as Rose felt in 2005, you can't put that on TV in uh, 2023. No, no. And expect people to think it's anything other than incredibly dated. So, um, yeah, I, I I cannot wait to see how RTD tackles. It, it's in many ways the exact same problem that he had back in 2005. How do you make Doctor Who relevant for a modern audience? Mm. Be interesting to see. It will, it will. What do you think of Rise of the Cybermen? That is the first part, I yeah. think, of the the uh, Cybermen two parter. Prob, I'm trying to think whether I think that's the stronger of the two or not. I don't know that that whole story is just kind of just cruises along on a nice even six out of ten, doesn't it? <laughs> Pretty much the whole way through. What about the Runaway Bride? Um, I, I've I've warmed to it a bit over the years. Didn't like it uh, back in the day, but I think my love for Donna in series four makes makes me more inclined to kind of look favourably upon it. And the Ragnos are ridiculous. Mm. We'll get to them in a moment. Yeah. What about the Rebel Flesh? Uh, yeah, I'll still stick up for it. I like it. Rings of Akaten. Uh, visually, I think it's got some great stuff going on. Uh, but one good speech does not a story make. Uh, what about Robot of Sherwood? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's not though. 
Uh, Return yeah, of Doctor Mysterio. Also good. It, there's a, I, I, there's there seems to be a good chunk of fandom that claim that Return of Doctor Mysterio is like the worst Christmas special, the worst Capaldi episode. People are really give that story a beating. It's charming. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't mind it. I, I don't know what people are on about when they bash it that like that. Anyway. Um, what about Rosa? Uh, yes, good. Overall, and good. Then two episodes I had to Google because I didn't know which one was which. Resolution and Revolution of the Daleks. Um... Yes, both solid. I like Resolution slightly more of the two. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Should we do some aliens? Uh, yes. Let's do it. Or, or do you? Or well, do you want to? Do you want to do the? I was just thinking. Do you want to do the classic stories first? Yeah. Last we run stories. So the ones I need to mention are Reign of Terror, Remembrance of the Daleks, The Rescue, Resurrection of the Daleks, Revelation of the Daleks, um, and uh, the Rebus Operation. Oh, oh, and uh, some robot ones. We've got Robot, Robots of Death, The Romans. I think that's everything on this list. That, of those, uh, The Rescue is the best. Um, you've not seen the Rebus operation yet. No. Remembrance but... of the Daleks. I remember I wasn't a fan of that, but I'm excited to do a little bit more of McCoy Doctor. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy McCoy. You might enjoy McCoy more than me, to be honest. I'm not sure. Um, I, um, I, I will say, when it comes to all of the Dalek stories beginning with R, I, I have such a hard time keeping which one's which in my head, so... Don't expect me to, to kind of tell you which of those I liked and which I didn't. Um, yeah, Rebus Operation is a personal favourite of mine from that list. Um, Should we tackle aliens? Let's do it. What do you think of the Rock? I do not know who they are off the top of my head. No, me neither. Uh, and then I can't... Basically, on the list I looked at, it had the Slovene, but under their full name, so the Raxiflorian, blah, 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 blah. Ah, uh, yeah, that. sure. I can't remember it. Right? Yeah. What about the Ragnos? Um, yeah, great design. Yeah. And, and great OTT performance. Like, I think in a regular episode, it would be a bit much, but for a Christmas special, sure, ham it up. Mm. What about... Personal favourite of mine, David. They're coming back under RTD. It's the Reapers. Reapers? You know what? I kind of love it if they had the balls to just be like, yeah, we've decided this particular time anomaly is going to be a Reaper-worthy one again. Mm. Don't ask us why. But we're doing them again. I'd love that. Yeah. What about Rodians? Um... I don't know what they are. No, they were just. On oh, the... I think they're a class thing. Looking at this list. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're yeah. The, the main enemies in class. They're the one that hate the. Oh, quilts. the shadow elf people. Yeah. Uh, uh, wasn't a big fan of the design. Oh, I love everything about class. Yeah. An absolute Doctor Who connoisseur. 
yeah. what about the Ribosians? Um, uh, to be honest, they I'm pretty sure they're basically just humans, just on a different planet. Yeah. At least that's the way they come across in, in the Rebus operations, so... And then the final one I've got, David, this is the one word that was getting people blocked this week. Yeah. You know I hate them. It's the Rutans. The only race uh, not welcome on Earth. You you, you, you uh, side with the Sontarans on this, yeah, do you? Yeah. I realised after I watched that yeah. episode last week, I've seen the Rutans. They're in the Doctor Who adventure game I was playing. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I will mention, because... This is this is I don't know whether you're like this or not, Matt. When you say something wrong and you realise afterwards but it's too late to correct it, does it slightly eat away at you? Oh for David, I don't sleep for weeks long. after things like that. So cast your mind back to series four. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we did the Santara two parter? Yeah. You mentioned that because there's a reference to the Rutans in that school that story, you know, the ongoing war between the Sontarans and the Rutans. And you asked me, have, have we ever like seen them on, on classic Doctor Who? And I think I sort of offhandedly said, no, nah, I don't think so. I forgot that they feature in the horror of Fang Rock. And I realised a couple of weeks later, but I was like, it would be so petty to retroactively correct myself two weeks later on the podcast. So I was like, next time it sort of comes up naturally and I have an opportunity, I'll address it. It's fine, David. You you can sleep in peace now. <laughs> so that's that has been just vaguely in the back of my head for about two years at this yeah, point. It's it's fine. It's fine. I and our listeners forgive you. Yeah, I'm not a fake fan, guys. I really do like Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Right. Um. All right. So last thing I've got uh, is some cast and crew and characters. Yeah, go for it. I've got Romana One. Yeah, my favourite of the Romanas. Oh, Fight me. I feel bad having Romana Two next then, after you've slammed her performance. Well, to be fair, she is my my second favourite of the of the Romanas. So, right. Just to be controversial, even though I've never seen them, I prefer Two to One. To be fair, that's that's probably the more common opinion. Then we have Rose Tyler, David. We do, yeah. Okay. And then we have... I, I feel like, we, you know, we've discussed Rose enough yeah. at this point, surely. And then we have my pick for the A to Z. As soon yeah. as I knew we were doing R, it was always going to be River Song. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. My favourite character in all of Doctor Who. Really? Yeah. That's um, except I mean, for I Lady Christina, that girl out of class, um, <laughs> that that pig from Daleks Take Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, but she makes you top five anyway. Yeah, yeah, she's she scrapes her way in there. <laughs> All right, um, so. I, I'm going to mention a few writers quickly. There aren't many to go through. We've got um, Gareth Roberts. No further comment needed. Uh, we've got Hal Helen Rayner, 
who wrote the um, D- Daleks uh, in Manhattan two-parter, and then in the following series did the Sontaran two-parter we mentioned earlier. Um, Anthony Reed, whose sole contribution was the Horns of Naimon. We're getting L- really we'll, get, we'll get yeah. to it soon enough, don't worry. We, we will, we will. And uh, Ella Rhodes, who uh, wrote the episode we're going to be talking about next week. Legend of the Sea Devils. So, not a, not a massive list, and none of those, to be honest, jump out at me. Um, I'm just trying to rack my brain to think if there are any actors that I've, I'm, I'm blanking on. Or anything. Uh, you could have had Michelle Ryan. Oh yes. Um, oh, like, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. None of the doctors have got our surnames, no. so otherwise that's that's usually a good fallback. I'm going to be honest. I'm struggling this week. I might have to pick a pick a story. Um. Go for the Reapers. Nah, I I think I'm gonna say Rebus Operation. Really? Uh, it's the it's the first story in the Key to Time. It's a great Robert Holmes script. Um, you've got Fourth Doctor and Romana One. It's a it's a real uh, comfort watch for me. That story. Nice. Um, I was when I was when I was in a bit a bit of a rough place uh, last year. I ended up throwing on the Reboss operation and then over the following couple of months just rewatched the entirety of the Key to Time series. Um, just, and, and it made you know. me feel much worse, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Did not help. Um, so there we go. Yeah, Reboss operation. That's going to be my pick. Right. You best sit comfortably because there's loads this week. Yeah, yeah. There are. Right. Do you want some episodes? Go for it. What about School Reunion? Good. Mm, Disagree. Satan Pit? Good. Great, I'd say. Smith and Jones? Good. Yeah, it was okay. Sound of Drums? Uh, That's the middle one of those three, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll say uh, decent. Is that the one where the master can blast off like a rocket? No, that's the end of time. Oh. He's not gone quite that far at that point. Yeah. It's the... So you've got Utopia, which is the one where he regenerates. Yeah. Then Sound of Drums is the first of that two-parter, and it ends with uh, the Doctor locked up, and I think it's the, the last the last episode of that is Last of the Time Lords, and that's the one where you've got the Doctor in, in Dobby form being magically restored through the power of prayer. Because I, I know I say the master blasts um, off like a rocket. What yeah. I actually mean is he blasts off like a sea devil, as we'll talk about later. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. Yeah. I had the same thought, Matt. Yeah. What about the Sontaran um, stratagem? <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's a decent introduction to the Sontarans, I think. What about Silence in the Library? Good episode. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Stolen Earth. 
I don't love that two-parter finale as much as a lot of people do. I think it it's... I don't like RTD so much when he tries to go big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's a great use of Davros. What about the snowmen? Yeah, good. One of my favourite Christmas specials. What about Sleep No More? Uh, swing and a miss. Smile. Good. I can't remember that one at all. Um, it's basically uh, uh, tw- 12 and Bill walking around uh, a weird, empty uh, base with the, you know, the little emoji robots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Worth a rewatch, I'd say. I mean, it's it's good because it's 12 and Bill, basically. That's what makes it good. What about the first episode we reviewed this year, Spyfall Part 1? It's okay. It's okay. What about the second episode we reviewed this year, Spyfall <laughs> Part 2? It's slightly less okay. What about an episode we reviewed about three weeks ago, Survivors of the Flux? Uh, It's alright, but the the weakest part of Flux, I'd say. Right. Want some aliens? Um, Before we do, shall I do the classics? And yeah. we'll, we'll, you know we can we can wrap wrap that up. So, uh, classic stories we've got to consider: uh, the savages, the seeds of death, the seeds of doom. I can never remember which of those is which. <laughs> one of them's Troughton, one of them's Tom Baker, but don't uh, don't ask me any more than that. Uh, the censorites, the story that never was and then was a thousand times. Sharda. Um. Oh, you didn't mention the Shakespeare Code, did you, man? Oh, I don't think I did, no. Yeah, yeah. I like it's to block shite. that out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Silver Nemesis. Um, the Smugglers. Snake Dance. Um, I like the sound of that the... Oh, Snake Dance. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, uh, the Space Museum. Uh, the Space Pirates. Spearhead from Space. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah. Uh, State of Decay. The Stones of Blood. Personal favourite of mine. The Sunmakers. And, of course, Survival, which was the final story of the McCoy era. And, therefore, depending on whether or not you count the TV movie, the final story of the classic era. So um, they could go. Lots of stories beginning with S there. Lots of directions you could go in. So for aliens, I've cut a few out here, David, because it was bloody ugly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just do the big ones. Right. The Saturnine. Oh, from Vampires of Venice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I... 
Yeah, they could they could come back, couldn't they? You could do something else with them. You'd have to do it at an earlier point in their history. Mm. Or, you know, be like, oh, they thought they were the last, but actually there was this whole other colony of them or or something. Yeah. It is, it is, Hoofer, yeah, because it, it, it is, regret, regrettably perhaps, one of many stories in, in the modern era that ends with the genocide of an entire species. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Right. What about scarecrows? Uh, from Family of Blood. Yep. Yeah. I yeah, not really. They're not the they, real just, villains, are they? So they're uh, they're just scarecrows. They're just yeah, they're cannon fodder. Right. One we'll talk about a lot today: sea devils. Love them. Uh, last week, David, you know, you said, "Don't you hate it when you get things wrong and it follows you for ages." Yeah. Right. I think we said that the Rodians were the bad guys in class. And they're not. Right. I'm pretty certain oh, okay. they're the good guys because the bad guys are the shadow kin. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it shows how many people I mean, listen because we've got no complaints <laughs> or no corrections. I think it, it shows you how many people give two shits about class. <laughs> it's better than Doctor Who. But only connoisseurs like me know that. Yeah. What about the silence? The silence, yeah. I don't know. A, a great concept absolutely run into the ground. By the time you get to the end of the Matt Smith era, I'm like, I never want to see what these guys ever again. What about Silurians? Love a Silurian. Now, I wrote these down again because I thought I'd missed yeah. them, but I've just realised I've just written it down twice. What about the Sea Devils? <laughs> yeah, they're good. Yeah. What about the Sisterhood of Khan? Um, yeah, I... I mean... You've got you've got the Sisterhood that, that feature in the Brain of Morbius, which you've seen, obviously, yeah. and they're kind of... They're there for that story and then kind of not a big deal afterwards in that very classic Who way where, mm. you know, c- continuity just isn't really a thing. But I kind of... I really like what Moffat did with the Sisterhood of Khan. Like, giving us just enough to make make them feel more significant. Mm. Not that they aren't significant... If you take at face value everything you learn about them in the brain of Morbius, it's just kind of weird that you would have this race that are basically pivotal to Time Lord history. <laughs> They're mentioned in one story and then never again. But, you know, that's Doctor Who for you, isn't it? What do you think of the Slovene? I don't like them. <laughs> okay. I, I, I get that there is a generation of fans at this point who are genuinely nostalgic about this living. But, uh, you know, they, 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 nearly, they nearly put me off watching uh, the Eccleston series back in the day. What about the Sontarans? Uh, yeah, I really like the Sontarans. I I think they are probably top of the B tier, aren't they? 
They're better than those stupid Rutans, aren't they? <laughs> Certainly if you ask us on Tarin. What about a Star Whale? I mean, it, sure. I thought you, we were just doing the, the important ones. All right. What about the Stenza? <sighs> Missed opportunity. Some people have, have been like, oh, the Stenza are always rubbish. It's like, no, you could do something with them as a concept. Chibnall just chose not to. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know that anyone's going to be rushing to bring the Stenza back at this point. What about the Swarm from my favourite episode? Uh, what, Planet of the Dead? Oh, yes. Shite. Crap CGI sting race. I think you owe me an apology there, David. <laughs> um, and finally, for me, the Sycorax. Yeah, another one that I'd say is due a comeback. Mm. Kind of surprised that that's one um, Chibnall didn't consider dusting off. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Right, do you want some characters? Uh, yeah, alright. Have you got any classic aliens I missed before we move on? Nothing that I can be asked to talk about, no. Right, what about Susan Foreman. Uh, I mean, talking about wasted potential, I don't think there's a better example in the history of Doctor Who. What about Stephen Taylor? I like Stephen. He's all right. Have we watched any uh, Stephen stories? I don't think so. No. No. What about Sarah Jane Smith? <sighs> She, that this that's the first thing in the world I've I've really thought you know, there's a contender for somewhat uh, for my actual nomination, for this week. Mm. And then I've only got two more. I've got yeah, Sylvester McCoy. Oh yeah, yeah. And Matt Smith. <sighs> Sarah Jane. Is suddenly not looking quite so, uh, quite so. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like comfortable mm. in her position there. I'd say. Straight um, off the bat, I'm going Matt Smith. Hard to disagree. Uh, before before we uh, I, we do, I'm going to quickly mention some writers, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, go on. It's got Eric Sayward, uh, writer and and also script editor for much of uh, the uh, JNT era, wrote The Visitation, Earthshock, Resurrection of the Daleks, Revelation of the Daleks, and, you know, had a heavy hand in a lot of other bits as well. Uh, Leslie Scott, who wrote The Ark, um, which is, you know, a personal favourite of the Hartnell era. Robert Shearman, only the one TV credit, but widely credited as kind of one of the kings of Big Finish, you know, hasn't got a massive back catalogue in a way a lot of Big Finish writers do, but pretty much every single story with that he, he is credited with is like a fan favourite. So very high success rate. Derek Sherwin, 
who uh, co-wrote The Invasion um, and I believe was also a uh, script editor for a while. Um, Robert Sloman, who wrote The Time Monster, The Green uh, Death and Planet of the Spiders, all co-writes with Barry Letts. I kind of quite enjoy... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I enjoy their work together. It must be said. Uh, Andrew Smith is an interesting one. Um, he wrote Full Circle for late period Tom Baker uh, and never came back to Doctor Who because when he wrote Full Circle, I think he was the youngest ever writer on Doctor Who. He was, I don't know, 17 or 18, something like that, which is an incredible feat to get your yeah, script produced pretty, at that age. And... After that, he went on to have a full-time career in the police force, worked his way quite quite high up the ranks there, and nowadays he's enjoying a happy retirement and uh, knocking out the occasional Big Finish script in his spare time. Oh, wow. Um, so he's, he's kind of, if you like, come full circle. Um, but yeah... Life. Yeah, so I, I, a really interesting story. In some ways, you you could say he was almost the first fan writer for the show. In the way that, you know, every writer of New Who mm -hmm. is kind of writing from the perspective of a fan of the classic series. He was sort of the first to do that, in a way. Um, Dennis Spooner uh, wrote Reign of Terror, The Romans, The Time Meddler, The Daleks' Master Plan... Also was a uh, script editor for a while. Anthony Stephen, your favourite classic story writer, I believe, um, gave us the all-time classic The Twin Dilemma. Oh, he's royalty. <laughs> but, you know, you must be torn between choosing him or Eric Sayward, who, of course, wrote the novelisation of The Twin Dilemma. Yeah. Which you've also greatly enjoyed. Yeah. Just the pair of them. There should be yeah. a little Mount Rushmore just with them two on it. <laughs> the dream team. So a couple more writers. Robert Banks Stewart, who wrote Terror of the Zygons and The Seeds of Doom. Uh, and Bill Strutton, who wrote The Web Planet. Um, you know, for good or ill. Take your pick there. Um, so a lot of writers, a lot of interesting writers there, uh, covering a really broad swathe of the show's history. But none that kind of leap out as, oh, yeah, that guy uh, to me. So in a rare example of us being on exactly the same page, I'm also saying Matt Smith. Oh, really? Brilliant doctor. And I think, you know, it was, I've said before, it was around the time of the 50th anniversary was when I realised just how far gone I was. And I was like, oh, no, I'm... I'm a proper Doctor Who fan. You know, up until that point, I, I'd i sort of assumed I liked it about as much as most other people. Mm -hmm. And it was the 50th where I realised, oh, no, I, 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 I like this more than most people do, don't now, I? Now that I've watched all of New Who, yeah. am I a yeah. Doctor Who fan? That is maybe something we should address next week, Matt. But we're not here next week. This is our last ever episode. <laughs> All right, then. If you want to do it right here and right now, sure. Are you a Doctor Who fan, Matt? No. 
Alright. Um, Moving yeah, on. Great. <laughs> well, I tried. You can't say I didn't try. If you were a Doctor Who fan, would Matt Smith be your favourite Doctor? Um, I, I've changed my mind on that. For a long yeah. time, yes. I think I think Capaldi probably is, but Matt Smith's era is my favourite. Right, so you enjoy the stories more of the Matt Smith era? Yeah, we were talking about this this week. Uh, yeah, the boys from the not the Cloister Bell. Who can convince you? Were asking yeah. about Matt Smith, and I. It was just good fun. Yeah. It's... I, 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 I'm firmly of the opinion that I think of all the New Who Doctors, Matt Smith was the most adept at taking a mediocre or problematic script and just spinning it into something wonderful on the strength of his performance alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about episodes like The Power of Three or um, uh, oh, like Cold, Cold War you know episodes like that that just like this it could have been boring it could have been underwhelming but there is something about his performance where he just brings such dynamism and energy to the screen that you can't help but be swept along by it so yeah, it's it's Matt Smith for me, definitely. I, I just like a lot of his stories aren't let's go blasting around the universe. It's like, oh mm. I'm sat at home having a cup of tea and something's just interrupted it. You know what I mean? It's like grounded yeah. more yeah. than others. And I, I think, you know, Rory and Amy are are key to that in a way. There's something about having a couple in the TARDIS that gives you gives you something to root for because obviously the kind of the, the you know the thing with with uh with couples is ultimately what they tend to do is kind of settle down together so there's that tension isn't there of like sooner or later they're going to have to settle down mm. and this is all going to end so so there's something pulling them back um, I don't know whether I'm making any sense or not, but like I, I say, so you compare that to someone like Rose, where it's just she decides she's going to just tag along with the Doctor, and then that's it. She's kind of like cut loose from our plane of existence at that point. Yeah. In a way that um, I feel like the Pons kind of weren't. So um, here's a question to wrap up yeah. the A to Z this week, David. Yeah, we have matched on Matt Smith. Mm. Can you think of any other instances where we have matched in the A to Z? Oh, I think if we did, it would have been another Doctor. I'm gonna say maybe Pertwee. Uh, I went for Bill Potts when you went for Pertwee. Oh, did you? Right, okay. I can't then. I can't think what else it would be. Uh, that's good, because we didn't. Uh, the closest we've come is, I said the Judoon, and you specified your Judoon mug. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. And then one week you said K9, and I said K9 and company. Yeah. Did did I did I mention on pod 
that about a week after that episode, I broke my Jatoon mug. Oh, I don't think he did. <laughs> no, I think I was genuinely too cut up about it to mention it at the time. Oh, it fell out of the cupboard. Oh, that's like... It's fitting that we send it off in our last ever episode. Yeah, I kind of felt that at the time. I was like, well, at least... I mean, as Jadoon mugs go, it's got to be one of the most celebrated and beloved. Oh, David. So, I'm going it on, had a good innings. I'm going on eBay. Just... We did a bit of eBay in last week. Let's have a look. Jadoon mug. Um, oh, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Different designs. Yeah, but I, weirdly, I know what yours looks like, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think yours is there. I'm going to have to have a look here. Right, I can save that for off-pod. I'm sure that's very boring <laughs> for any listeners. <laughs> that's 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 probably enough on that, isn't it? Uh, shall we do the old A to Z? Yep, we can do. So we're up to T this week. We are. We are. Where do you want to start, Matt? Um, I don't know because as much as we've joked about our pod coming to the end. It hit me today that the A to Z's almost coming to an end, and I need to. <laughs> we've got about two months left of this. I really need to think about where we're going after this. Yeah, I mean, when it would, it's not going to be that much longer that we'll be into. Um, uh, but, but, well, I'm blanking on it now. Really big quiz. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe we can just hold on until then. Yeah. We've always got meal of the week in the back pocket if we need to. <laughs> we can do a limited run. Yeah. Meal of the week. Yeah. Um, all right then. So you got some episodes for me. I do. I do. Um, what do you think of Tooth and Claw? It's okay. What about Turn Left? <sighs> Well executed, but I don't like it. What about Time of Angels? Good. What about, and I've decided, David, this episode is, like, probably in my bottom five ever that we've ever watched. Uh What about Town Called Mercy? (laughs) Whoa, that... That's a strong opinion. It's it's, it's decent. I like it. I just decided I really don't like it. (laughs) All right, then. I'm not entirely certain why, but... I just didn't like it. Fair enough. What about Time of the Doctor? Uh, an absolute hot mess, but what, the good bits are really good. What about Time Heist? Uh, yeah, really solid. like that one. What about Twice Upon a Time? The word time's coming up a lot, isn't it? Yes, it will continue to. Um, so, Twice Upon a Time. Uh, yes, good. Lovely send-off. What about the Saranga Conundrum? Boring. And what, but I like the pating. What about the Timeless Children? Uh, also boring, but I like the concept. Just not the execution. What do you think is the best episode that starts with T? Uh, it's none of the ones you've mentioned. It's Thin Ice. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I skipped that one. Yeah. Is that the submarine one? 
Uh, no, that's the uh, the Frost Fair one with Bill. And the big ah, the big tent. fish. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that's okay. A, that's a great episode. That is just a great way to spend 45 minutes. Mm. Love that story. Would you like some um, uh, aliens? Or are you going to do classic episodes? Uh, I'll do the classic episodes and then I can look at a different list. Um, okay, so... You said that time's going to come up a lot. You've you've no idea, Matt. Right. So, uh, talents of Wing Chiang. Good story, but deeply problematic. Sounds very culturally insensitive. <laughs> oh, yeah. We we don't have time. We don't have time to, to dwell on on uh, just how insensitive talents of Wing Chiang is. Um, the tenth planet. Oh yeah, which you have seen, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty important episode. Uh, Terminus, Terror of the Autons, Terror of the Vervoids, Terror of the Zygons. Those are your terrors there. Uh, the Three Doctors, which we must get around to at some point. Uh, Time in the Rani, which again you have seen. Uh, time Flight, The Time Meddler, The Time Monster, The Time Warrior. Time Lash, Tomb of the Cybermen, uh, and the uh, the Twin Dilemma and the Two Doctors, rounding us out. So a lot of very strong uh, classic stories beginning with T there. Mm, twin Dilemma, I mean, what a classic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some genuinely significant ones. You know, you've got uh, Time Meddler, first fe- uh, first story to feature another. Uh, Time Lord, even though the, the phrase Time Lord itself is not used in that story, but, uh, you know, that character is spe- specifically referred to as being the same species as the Doctor. Uh, you've got uh, the Time Warrior, which introduced the Sontarans. Uh, you know, Terror of the Autons. Oh, there's loads of good ones in there. Hard to choose, isn't it? Mm. Uh, let's talk aliens then. Uh, I've got the Tenzer from Night Terrors. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Not to be confused with the Stenzer. No, just the Tenzer. Yeah. I had to Google uh, what right, it was because I just had no idea. Is that what the little boy is? Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and that is it from New Who. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the ones, the main ones we've got to mention are Terraleptils from the Visitation. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely love the Terraleptils, and I would love to see New Who have a crack at updating them because. Uh, do, you, do you want to quickly Google Terraleptil? Uh, I will. And you can have a look at the design and just think about what an interesting challenge that would be to try and make a a modern take on a pterodactyl that actually holds up in the HD era. Um, yeah, leave them where they are. <laughs> Just leave those well alone. I mean, okay. what are they? Like a fish frog monster? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But they're, they're a very... They're reptilian, but they, they are very, like, scientific and advanced. They're not... They're not just like, uh, you know bumbling monsters mm-hmm. um, and I always prefer that you know I like a scientifically advanced 
race that can really go toe to toe otherwise you know what if i had one criticism of you who in general is its tendency for the monsters to fall into the realm of basically a slightly novel twist on zombies it's like ah oh, we're doing mud zombies this week or we're doing um brick zombies mm. or whatever um and, and they just become sort of cannon fodder Whereas I, I like I like uh, an alien race that you know has access to space travel or or you know technology that is advanced by Earth standards. Anyway, um, the tech traps as well probably worth a mention. Uh, they featured in Time and the Rani, uh, which let's say that you you watched Time. You've of course watched Mark of the Rani, haven't you? You've not watched Time. Of That's the Rani. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the tet traps are fun. I, I genuinely, again, I like the design on them. And uh, the other one we really have to mention, I think. Uh, well, there's two actually. Looking at this list, uh, the first is the Thals, who um, were the other race that occupied Scarrow. Okay, and it's very deeply connected to Dalek lore, but. I don't think you who has really touched on Thals very much. That's you know no, they've pretty much been think, relegated to. Don't think I know them other than like in passing, maybe mentioned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we should probably also mention Time Lords, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose if we have to. Pretty, uh, pretty fundamental concept for the show. Um, I'm just scrolling down to see if there's any others I can be bothered to mention. Tritovores? No. Can't be doing it with the Tritovores. Uh, so there you go. That's that. Yeah. Should we talk about writers? Uh, we can do. We haven't done companions or... Oh, or yeah, yeah. Give, give me some companions. Uh, Tegan. Yes, great. You are in for a surprise. That's my Tegan impression. It's uncanny. It's it's. Uh, it's like she's in the room. Janet Fielding was on the call right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I've kind of clumped these together. What about Torchwood? Oh yeah, Torchwood's probably worth a mention. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be mentioning Torchwood again a little later. Oh, we'll tease for you, listeners. Uh, I mean, a peek behind the curtain, I literally have no idea what the plan is, so that might be news to me there, David. <laughs> Don't worry, it's nothing you needed to prepare for. Okay, and then in terms of other cast, I've got Troughton. Yeah. Uh, Tom Baker. Yeah. And Tennant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, we've got two doctors beginning with T this week. Yeah, if you go for Troughton, I'm going to walk to your house and punch you. <laughs> you haven't mentioned another companion, Turlo. Oh yeah, he's one of my favourites as well. He wasn't on the list I looked at. Yeah, well, that's a shame. Not not on board with this Turlo erasure. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um. Lots to chew on there. Um. I'll quickly mention uh some writers. We've got Keith Temple. Uh, who wrote Planet of the Ude, and has never done anything since. I wonder what, what else he's written. 
outside of Doctor Who. Uh, we've got Stephen Thompson. Now, are you familiar with um, the conspiracy theory that Stephen Thompson is Stephen Moffat's pseudonym for when he writes a script he's not happy with? Oh, really? Well, if I tell you that he, all of his contributions are in the Moffat era, and the three episodes are The Curse of the Black Spot, Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS, and Time Heist. Uh, time Heist is okay. Yeah, I think Time Heist is decent, but I believe that is a co-credit with Stephen Moffat. Right, because the other two so are maybe he's been like, yeah, this is absolutely poor. <laughs> And it is kind of astonishing that he that he does Curse of the Black Spot and they're still like, hey, do you want to have another go? And he's like, right, what about Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS? And they're like, yeah, great, do you want to have another go? Mm. Uh, I feel like, you know, I mean, I guess maybe it's three strikes you're out, but it, it, that's very generous for such a, such a high-profile show. Anyway, um, we've got Donald Tosh, who wrote The Massacre of St. Bartholomew's Eve. And I believe may have served as a script editor as well for a while. I could be uh, mistaken in that. And uh, Catherine Trigana, who of course wrote The Woman Who Lived. Yeah. Which again is decent, but she's she's not come back. I think I'd quite like to uh, see another story from her, see what else she's got. But there you go. So that's writers. Um you almost spoiled for choice, aren't you? Yeah. With this letter. But I'm actually... I, I, I'm i pretty certain I know what I'm going to pick, and it's nothing we've mentioned so far. A few, as long as it's not Troughton. It's not Troughton. It's the TARDIS. Oh. Because I think, to me, second, or maybe even, more important than the character of the Doctor is the TARDIS. You take the TARDIS out of Doctor Who, it is a fundamentally different show. You know, that idea of a magic door that can take you anywhere in time and space. What a beautiful concept that is. Mm. And add on to that, I love... Uh, again, this this kind of, to me, speaks of the, the, the Britishness, the humility, the ramshackle nature of Doctor Who as a thing, is that... His spaceship, it's not some all singing, all dancing, you know, thing of ethereal beauty or, um, you know, a, a, an astonishing feat of engineering. It's not the Starship Enterprise. It's, uh, on the outside, it's a battered old wooden box. And on the inside, it's just a load of stuff. You know, yeah. in every iteration, it is variations of a load of stuff. And it always... But to me, that is so fundamental to the charm. And I think... I think Doctor Who would feel like a very different show if the Doctor... If the TARDIS functioned in the same way that it does in the show, but looked like a sleek piece of space-age technology. Yeah... Yeah, I mean, even when we've seen the TARDIS in its raw form, it's just like a big metal cylinder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it. It still feels kind of perfunctory. Um, yeah, I I just think I I think the TARDIS is probably it's tied for me with the Doctor as the thing I love most about 
Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the two are kind of in, inextricably linked to me, and uh, you know, are fundamental to to the to the appeal of this show. What kind of makes it unique and, and different from any other science fiction or fantasy show? Um, it, you know, ever. It it's so special. So uh, yeah, it has to be the TARDIS for me. Uh, what about you, Matt? Uh, I think I'm going to go Patrick Troughton. <laughs> Lol, jokes, hate him. Yeah, I'm of course going to go for Tennant. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, no denying he's a very popular doctor. Um, I know. And... I know you don't like him, but I'd rather have ten tenants than one Troughton. <laughs> Who knows? Your wish may come true next year. Yeah, well, that's it. I don't see anyone. Depending on I don't certain rumours, don't see anyone rushing to get Troughton back for the sixtieth. No, no, it's like um, and I'm sure I didn't see Troughton welcome Shooty Gatwan into the Doctor Who family. Like, no, what's his problem? Uh, it's shocking behaviour. He's he's rude, David. <laughs> he is a rude man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, yeah. Whilst, whilst I'm on it, I don't think I've seen Hartnell yeah. welcome him either. No, Hartnell's been surprisingly tight-lipped, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Really, to be honest, after the three Doctors, he, he hasn't really just... He's not done anything to promote the show. You'd think, you'd think he'd be more proud of his legacy, really, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, they had to even flip in recast him for uh, Twice Upon a Time. I'm disappointed in Pertwee as well. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have thought better I mean, of him, but... To be fair, Pertwee's, Pertwee did do a little bit for a while. Like He he did some audio stuff uh, a long time ago before Big Finish, but, uh, you know. Uh, but he has gone very quiet in recent years, it must be said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people would say he's gone underground. <laughs> it seems that way. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on, Matt? Yeah. Should we stop him <laughs> smirching the good name of all the dead doctors? <laughs> I think we better have. We've got uh, we've got the A to Z to do, haven't we? We do. We do. And oh dear, oh dear. This. I mean, I don't want it to, to take up half the podcast, but it's. Uh, the letter U this week, I believe. Uh, we're here for a long time, not a good time this week. Uh, right, okay. Strap in, listeners. What um, have you got for us, Matt? Um, I've got five entries in total. That's what I've got. <laughs> um, okay, what are they? Should we do episodes first? Let's do it. Okay. An episode you like and I hate, The Unquiet Dead. Yep, good one. No, it's not. Um, an episode I think we both quite liked, Utopia. Yep. An episode where a woman shags a wasp, it's the unicorn of the wasp. <laughs> yep, that is what happens. Uh, and then, I think I know which episode this is, but it made no lasting impression on me, Under the Lake. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, one part of that two-part... Is that uh... the Fisher King thing? Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, so that's all the episodes done. Uh, great. Should I give you some classic ones as well? Oh, please do. 
The Ultimate Foe, which is the final two parts of Trial of Time Lord. I believe the consensus is that it's crap, but I had a good time watching it, so shrug. Uh, the Underwater Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's one I've under- heard of a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, it has a reputation of being quite poor, I guess, is why. Um, Underworld, which also has a reputation for being quite poor. And my my abiding feeling is that I have literally no memory of it. Right. I'm sure I have watched it, but it, it left absolutely no impression on me whatsoever. Um, an episode you might have heard of, Matt, uh, An Unearthly Child. Is that one ringing any bells? Oh, yeah. How did I miss that? <laughs> uh, and that, I think, does it for the classic stories. Uh, do you want to hear a list of uh, writers? Oh, please. So do I, but uh, there aren't any, so... Okay. <laughs> Should we move on to Aliens? Aliens, I've got one for you this week, David. Right, okay. I've got what the is it? Ultramancer. From the Rings of Akaten. Yep. That very same one. I think it's yeah. the big sun monster. Oh, is it that, or is it? I thought it might be like the sort of the the dudes in cloaks. Ah, uh, maybe it is. Who cares? No one likes that episode. <laughs> Certainly, the Ultramancers are not the thing that people talk about when that episode yeah. comes up. Yeah. I don't even um, think I, I haven't got my notes for that episode with me, but I'm certain I didn't write the word Ultramancer once. Hmm. Oh, no, that's... Uh, I'm looking at, at something here, but no, that's a Sarah Jane thing, so I won't worry about that. Um, there's some. There's a couple of uh, entries on Wikipedia for classic monsters. You've got the Abankans from Fall to Doomsday, um, the Assyrians from the Sunmakers, but to be honest, I think they're one of those ones where they're just humans, but they're on another planet, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, Classic Who does a lot of. Um, and the Uxarian from uh, Colony in Space cannot picture them to save my life so um, yeah not a lot going on there uh, any any sort of companions or other characters not a sausage no mm. so um, yeah then of course we've got an, an unearthly child I think that's that, uh, that, that poses a problem, David. Why is that? Because uh, that was your nomination for A, as well as you. <laughs> ah, right. So um, you, you've opted for an unearthly child, and then later on, just unearthly. Uh, unearthly child. child. I think that's reasonable, don't you? <laughs> Why don't you put unearthly children, and then you can have all of them? You don't have to specify just that one. <laughs> um. You know what? Having said that, um, Utopia stands out for me. Um, I think, in terms of New Who, it's up there with with the most significant stories. You know, reintroduction of the Master. That's that's pretty important. I think mm. it's one of those moments where you, you get the sense RTD is saying, "Look, you may not like what I'm doing, but this is every bit as legitimate and vital to the history of the show as." Uh, the classic series. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I love everything about Utopia, but it stands out as quite a watershed moment for the series as a whole. Yeah, I, I think I might have Unicorn and the Wasp as my nominations. 
Oh, yeah. Um, or the Ultramancer. Yeah. I mean, both both absolute standouts, you know. Yeah. Real high points. I mean, it is slim pickings this week, but Utopia does <sighs> stand out as an obvious choice. I would say so, yeah. It's the one that makes most sense to me. Um, did our listeners have any other suggestions? Uh, who cares? <laughs> um, actually, I, I didn't ask them this week because right. there were so many questions coming in for the Q&A bit. Yeah, we, 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 we have already sort of outsourced half of our episode to them. Yeah, and I don't want them to think that just because we've invited them to be involved that we respect them, David. Oh, no. Heaven forfend. No. Right. Should we do the A to Z? Let's do it. Where do you want to begin? Uh, well, we're up to letter V this week. We are, yeah. So, can I throw some episodes your way? Of course you can. We start this week with Voyage of the Damned. Not good. No. But still the highest rated episode of New Who. Oh, really? Yep. Well, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. You know, Height of Tenant Mania, Christmas Special, um, Kylie Minogue guest starring. Yeah. Banakafa Matter. Yeah. Pulled in massive numbers in the UK. What about an episode I don't remember fondly? Victory of the Daleks. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's not. Uh, it, d- it doesn't quite stick the landing, but there's some solid stuff in there. What about the Vampires of Venice? Absolute banger. Ah, uh, see, I thought you were going to say what I was thinking, which was absolute bang average. No, uh, I think it's. I think in terms of like character interactions and stuff, it's really solid. Like it's, it's the one that kind of really establishes the uh, Amy and Rory mm, dynamic. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just remember that kind of just being a monster of the week type thing. Yeah. The, my big criticism is it of it is that the the Denouement is just uh, the Doctor climbing a big tower and switching something off. Yes. <laughs> Oh, he just good. has a little look at it, finds the off button, and and, and yeah. saves the day. As opposed to the idiot's lantern, where he spends the whole episode climbing something to turn it on. <laughs> um, yeah. What about? It, it's a fan favorite. I have a lot of time for it. Uh, the Who Can Convince You Pod reviewed it recently. Vincent yeah. and the Doctor. Very good. Got to be in the right frame of mind for it because. I've, there are times where I find it comes across a little too mawkish, but uh, I mean, the central guest performance is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it definitely succeeds at what it sets out to do. Yeah. What about Village of the Angels? Uh, a good one. And Vanquishers, The Vanquishers. Uh, yeah, also good. Probably not quite as good as Villagers. I can't remember which way I ranked them now. Flux is still very fresh for me. Yeah. I was going to put that Villa Diodati in here, but it was crap and undeserving of a place in the A to Z. <laughs> right. Do you want some aliens, or are we going to do classic episodes? Well, do, we'll do classic episodes quickly whilst we're on the subject of episodes. There's only a couple to mention. Uh, there's Vengeance on Varos, mm-hmm. which is a sixth Doctor story we should probably tackle. Uh, it's one I've heard a lot of. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch, that one. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, and uh, we've got The Visitation 
which is a bit of a personal favourite of mine. Uh, which is a fifth doctor. Right. Uh, would you like some aliens? I would indeed. Uh, now, I've gone for this from Vampires of Venice, but there were a lot of entries under Vampire. Mm. Doctor Who has a really weird relationship with vampires as a concept. There's like, there is loads of extended universe stuff, and like, like they're one of the sort of like ancient species of, of the universe, and so there's a lot of like, you know, you know, when you start getting into that sort of really in the weeds, Time Lord lore bullshit stuff. Uh-huh. There's loads of that relating to vampires. So lots of like stuff in new adventures, novels and big finish plays and tie in. And even as recently as um, the Time Lord Victorious uh, thing from last year. Was that last year? Was it the year before? Um, but that also had a whole plot thread that was all to do with the vampires. And To be honest, I've never managed to make head nor tail of it. Mm-hmm. State of Decay is pretty good, though. Okay, speaking of pretty good, next up, it's the Vashta Narada. Uh, yeah, I'd say more than pretty good. Um, one of my favourite uh, New Who aliens do a comeback, I would say. Mm. I I enjoyed them. They're, they're yeah. part of the uh, Doctor Who adventure games that I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah, very they've much. they've they've yeah they've. Uh, I think they popped up in a in a book or two. They've certainly popped up on Big Finish, but uh, yeah, I th- I I would like to see somebody else have a crack at Vashta Narada for uh, TV. Uh, then we have the veil. Ah, uh, is that the thing from uh, Heaven Sent? It is, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's all right. Uh, a particular favourite of yours, the Vespiform. <laughs> oh yeah, love the Vespiform. Yeah, unicorn and the wasp, those sexy, sexy wasps. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we've got, and I didn't write down what episode this was from, is the Vigil. Oh, from the Rings of Akadena. Again, who knows which which of the many weird alien things. Yeah. Let, let's is. just say the Vigil and the Ultramancer are both the big sun. Mm-hmm. There we go. That settles that debate forever. Sure. Um, have um, we got any classic aliens? Oh, loads. I won't, I won't mention them all, but uh, I think we should probably make particular mention of the Vervoids. Okay. Uh, do yourself a favour, Matt. Google a vervoid. Uh, can you tell me how it's spelt, please? V e r v o i d. Vervoid from Terror of the Vervoids. Um. They. <laughs> if if an avocado. <laughs> yeah. Looked more like a vagina. It would be a vervoid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that's all we're uh, going to say about that. Let's move on. Yeah, that is uh, something else. Uh, we should probably also mention the Vord. Okay. Uh, as featured in The Keys of Marinus and Never Since. Um, basically, just they just look like blokes in scuba diving outfits. Um, and it was this was like early days of Doctor Who and... 
it's a classic example of like them just not quite knowing what to do. <laughs> right. Um, so people like have attempted to to deepen the law when it comes to the Vord, but it, it, I don't think the Vord are going to be showing up in New Who anytime soon. Nah, I'm excited to see some like deviant art where they've been modernised. <laughs> right. Do you It'll want cast and companions? Yeah, go on. Okay, I've got Vicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great companion. And then I've got Victoria. Uh, not as much fun as Vicky. Uh, and then we've got what's probably going to be my pick for this week. Yeah. You know I love him. Vizsla Turlo. Oh, yeah, good old Turlo. Yeah, just little, little horrible creep. I love him. <laughs> little weird ginger creep. Just... <laughs> Yeah, in his little school uniform. Yeah, which makes him even creepier. Yeah. Yeah. He I does. Think that's he, gonna be my I pick. mean, this is no, this is no slight on Mark Strickland, who by all counts is a really lovely bloke, but Turlo as a character very much reminds me of you know those kids at school who you think, by any rights, should be the target of bullies, but somehow have managed to flip the script and become bullies themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Like, just someone everyone should hate. Yeah. Yeah. And and in that respect, perfect casting for the role he was given. Right, well, can I... Can I I tell you something? Yeah. I'm going to send you something here. All right. Let's just see. Let's just see if we can. In fact, I might just send you this whole screenshot. When, when he doesn't look creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, where are you? He's pretty dreamy. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not a bad-looking bloke by any stretch. Wait, wait till you see this picture. He's rivaling Anthony Ainley here. Uh, very nearly sent a picture of Turlo to my mum there. <laughs> uh, oh, just I just as an had. aside, let me tell you a story about when I texted my mum today. Uh, yeah. We were discussing money, and I sent her a message saying, take care of the pennies, the pounds take care of themselves. Uh, which predicted text auto-corrected to, take care of the penises, the pounds take care of themselves. <laughs> Check out this guy. Oh, that is sultry. Yeah, he might be going in, uh, going in my Mount Rushmore of handsome <laughs> Doctor Who characters. Fair enough. Can't disagree with you there, but uh, but yeah, there's just he, he does a really good job of just evoking that just uh, annoying little creep vibes. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah, so that probably does it for characters then. Uh, do you want to hear some writers? Uh, always. Yeah, I've got none, so uh, best move on. Uh, I think I know who you're going to say. Who do you reckon I'm going to say? I then? think you're going to go, oh, it's got to be Verity Lambert, because uh, without her, we wouldn't have the show yeah. today. Same as yeah. you and every other dork on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it it is the obvious one. Uh, in all honesty, though, I mean, 
I can't remember. Did I say F L? Or was that did I was that uh, an oversight? For L, you went for Lethbridge Stewart. Ah, uh, yeah, no, stand by that. Um, but no, sorry, I'm going to say Vashta Narada because I really I want to like yeah. manifest that comeback. Can we just take the time to say that is an absolute dig at anyone that tweeted us about Verity Lambert? <laughs> Get over yourselves! <laughs> uh, in fact, last week I specifically censored it all out, but I made a big point of saying. Terence Dix. Uh, no, I can't say fuck Ferry Lambert. That's incredibly uncouth to say that about women, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. But she's, look, at the end of the day, um, Verity Lambert is, is a fascinating figure in the history of British TV. She definitely did a lot to help um, create the groundwork for you know, the solid foundation on which this show was able to then just run and run in perpetuity. Um, However, I do think Doctor Who fans have a bit of a tendency to romanticise and mythologise something that was, for most of the people involved, just a job they did for a couple of years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, I, I think if you asked good Verity in that, Lambert... Uh, in that an adventure in space and time, she was pretty yeah. good in that, but like, <laughs> that was a work of fiction, wasn't it? It certainly... It, it, it was, uh, an adventure in space and time is certainly guilty of a certain degree of uh, romanticising history and, uh, you know, uh, fudging certain details in order to take... Um, to give it a shape of a more satisfying story. Um, but I, and I do think that has contributed a little to... I, 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 now, having said that, she was already, you know, one of those figures who was widely... Um, I can't think of the words. I'm trying to, you, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm I, saying. I think... I don't, I don't I think... want to seem like I'm bashing anyone. You know, I, I at the end of the day... Verity Lambert is a very important figure in the history of Doctor Who, and we're, we're right to recognise that. But um, Would... at the end of the day, it was just a job for her. And I think there are probably other things she did that she was equally proud of, if not more so. Would you say it was a mistake on her part not to come out and congratulate Shuri Gatwan on getting the part, the role of the Doctor? It's not a good look, let's no, be honest. No, come on, Verity, you're better than that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like making that joke whenever we talk about someone who's died. <laughs> it's a good one. It just lightens the mood, doesn't it? We're it all does, sad she's yeah. gone, but we can we, we can have a bit of fun. We can. All right then. Uh, where do we have anything else to, to discuss? What What is your v- pick for V? Have we uh, uh, have we covered I, that? I've gone for Vizsla Turlo. You're You're sticking with that, right? Vizsla yeah. Turlo. I've only seen a couple of stories with him in, but he's good in all of them. He is indeed. All right, great. Tick. There we go. That's off the list. W next week. Ooh, that'll be a meaty one, I reckon. Yeah. I think we'll have plenty to be digging into. Um, So, uh, do you want to start with the A to Z? Well, yeah, we can do. We're up to W. W. Well, they've got three weeks left of this. I can't wait. Yeah. Got some big ones. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think what we're going to do next. I liked your suggestion, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. So what have you got for W, Matt? I'll tell you what I haven't got is Meal of the Week. <laughs> That's not coming back. I'm just putting that in It's now. not. Right. Yeah. For Dead. W, would you like some episodes? I certainly would. Okay. What do you make of World War Three? Um, hearts in the right place, but it's not brilliant. Okay, what do you make? Uh, probably the better part of that of that two parter, though. To be fair, I think it ends strong, doesn't it? I I, I, I can't even remember what happens. Yeah. Uh, like I can't remember Waters of Mars. I remember liking it, and I remember it being yeah. somewhat of a big deal. I have. I, yeah. I know it's got like wet men in it. It does have wet men and wet ladies. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I can't remember what I said at the time of Waters Mars. Overrated. Yeah. I think, you know, I think everybody loves it because of the denouement. You know, of of the Doctor going a bit doolally and trying to uh, uh, rewrite a fixed point in time and and all of that, but. Um, is that the time Lord Victorious that. ending one? Yeah, yeah, but that. But to be honest, because the next episode is uh, End of Time Part One, there really isn't enough payoff for that. I don't think it. It all feels rather rushed, so I don't feel like that moment should be enough for for everyone to be singing the praises of that story as much as they do. It's it's decent though, don't get me wrong. It's a decent watch. Um what else? What you got? about the wedding of River Song? Complete Codswallop. But highly entertaining Codswallop. Yeah, I think I'd go with that. I think I'd agree. Like yeah. I, all I can remember is like well, basically, anything that's got River Song in just gets, like, yeah. plus 10 points from me. Yeah. No, I mean, it is good, uh, but it's... Uh, it needed to be a two-parter, I think, that one. I think that's its biggest issue. It feels very rushed for a, you know, a se- season finale, wrapping up so many loose ends. It, it just comes across a little slapdash. What about The Witch's Familiar? I like The Witch's Familiar. Um, is, that the, is that the first or the second? Oh, that's the second, isn't it, uh, of that two-parter, the one that largely takes place on Scarrow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Enjoy that one. What about The Woman Who Lived? Uh, yeah, better than people give it, give it credit for. Decent. Is that what? What's that thing called through that series? You know, the two things together. The hybrid. Yeah, is that the worst story arc for a season? Uh, I don't think so. I like it. I like it because it's very ambiguous. Yeah. See, I, I wanted it. I wanted like a definitive answer, but it just kind of yeah. Like goes, David, maybe nah. you're the hybrid, and we all maybe. we all go ooh. Right, maybe maybe our podcast is the hybrid. Oh yeah, there are two of us. Yeah, maybe our podcast and the great nation of the Netherlands is the hybrid. (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I like Series 9. I'll tell you what. Good stuff. Uh, do you think we could get some free Stroop waffles now that the Netherlands loves us? Oh, I think I thought they were Belgian. Have I got that wrong? Uh, I'm certain. Certainly last time I had friends go to Holland, they brought me back some Stroop waffles. Yeah. I mean, I'll take any Stroop waffle anywhere, anytime. Yeah. I don't really care if it's, it's if, country of if origin. If you are the listener, I, I assume there's only one. That boosted our position in the Netherlands film and TV podcast rankings. Please yeah. get in touch, okay? Because we need to set up shipping for Stroop waffles. Yeah, so. you know it probably is something like that. It's probably just like one mad person binging, yeah, uh, our back catalogue at an unhealthy rate. <laughs> yeah, which I know people do do. Um, that's probably what's happened there, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't even know what the population of the Netherlands is, but thanks either yeah. way. Yeah, no, we appreciate it for sure. Uh, any more? Uh, oh, I've got loads. Hoop? I've got Stories? loads, David. What about World Enough right. in Time? Banger. Yeah. What about The Woman Who Fell to Earth? Uh, a good start. It's sort of... More or less downhill from there for uh, for series eleven, but uh, start strong. What about the witch finders? Uh, yeah, I, I, largely I enjoy that one. Uh, I think the the uh, the monster and the resolution of that is is a bit pat. All, all I remember from that was our listeners going mad for Alan Cumming. Yeah, I, I still don't get the Alan Cumming thing. No, no. I don't get why why he's a big deal, but yeah. What about War of the Sontarans? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, good one. I can't remember. I think I ended up ranking that quite low over for Flux, but I, I just really like Flux. Yeah. Right, that is all the episodes. Any classics? In fact, can I give you a classic? Yeah, you can give me a classic. Today I was listening to the always excellent Married to Who podcast, who were uh-huh. reviewing The Web Planet. Ooh, oh, I, I like The Web Planet. They I know hated it, has a, it. Yeah, it has a bad rap. It, to be fair, it is quite boring. But I, I, there is something about the vibe of that story that I just love. Um... And I, I, I can't, you know, I can't explain why. <laughs> I just, I'm always going to defend the web planet for whatever reason. Um, yeah, we've got a few other classics to mention. The War Games, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's what I've heard of. Yeah, The War Machines, uh, which is a late period Hartnell. Warrior's Gate, which is a bit of trippy late period Tom Baker. Uh, Warriors of the Deep. Uh, which is one of the stories that probably did more than any other to uh, result in the eventual cancellation for, of Doctor Who. There's a, there's an anecdote there which we won't get sidetracked with. Um, the Wheel in Space. And uh, I think there's one more. Where is it? Oh, no, maybe there isn't. No, those are all new Who. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, not quite as many as I expected, to be honest. But uh, 
of those, I think uh, War Games is probably the obvious standout mm-hmm. as a bona fide classic. Though I do have a soft spot for Warriors Gate as well. Is it War Games that's about eighteen episodes long? Uh, it's ten parts. Yeah. It's too many. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I vowed that we we're gonna watch it. Never review the war games. You were all for it at one point. I know. I ch- I, you know me. I like to change my way, mind like the like the tide. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, who knows? Who knows what would you like? In the some aliens. Yes, please. What about the weeping angels? Uh, yeah. Uh. The the most iconic New Who uh, creation, I think. That's an absolute of, uh, disrespect uh, to the Ood. <laughs> what do you think Banner Cafalata is going to hear? Iconic as well. When Banner Cafalata hears this, how do you think he's <laughs> going to feel, David? Pretty cut up, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, what about just werewolves? Uh... Yeah, I guess they've done a, they've done a couple of takes on werewolves in 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 Doctor Who over the years. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. What about Whispermen? I love the design of the Whispermen. Uh, it it saddens me that they didn't have more to do. Yeah, I think I agree. I think they look great, but yeah, they're just they're just a bit meh. Uh, and, and I think it's it's not helped by the fact that they only appear in the name of the Doctor. Imagine if they'd been popping up throughout like Series 7 as just this ominous presence mm. once in a while. I think that could have been really cool. Yeah, uh, it's a shame they just sort of came and went. Yeah, well, I mean, Series 7 is just a bit of a jumbled mess, let's be honest. Uh, would you like some cast, characters, whatever? Before we do, we must mention uh, a, a classic monster you've not seen, but uh, the Wirren from uh, the Ark in Space. Uh, I, I won't go into details, but it would be remiss of me not to at least acknowledge the Wirren. Okay. So, uh, there we go. Um, <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, what, what, what do you got character-wise? Okay, so we have, obviously, William Hartnell. We do, yeah. William Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have yeah. no idea how to say this. Annika Wills. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Played Polly. What about Wendy Padbury? Uh, yeah. Played. Uh, Z- oh, it's is it Zoe or is it Vicky? I no, it is. It's Zoe, isn't it? She played. It, who cares? Uh, Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Then we have Lala Ward. Uh, yes, yeah. Ravana too. Uh, Matthew Waterhouse. Yeah, a.k.a. Adric. Yeah, he deserves better, have you, doesn't what, he? You've, you've seen an Adric story now, haven't you? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, Black Orchid. He was in Black Orchid. So oh, yeah. seen at least one. But yeah. with Black Orchid, there's so many good bits to pick from. Uh, I can't single him out. What an episode. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, uh, it is, it is a, a, a cornucopia of delights. And then story. I've got Bradley Walsh. Yeah, sure. Um, 
But then I think everyone knows what my pick's going to be. Uh huh. I'm going to go with Wilf. Uh, Wilfred Wilf. Ah, uh, Wilf. Yeah. Hard, hard to disagree. Um, the most, the most lovable character in uh, certainly the RTD era, possibly the history of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like you'd have to have an absolute heart of stone to not come out of of those couple of series adoring Wilf. Yeah, just like he's just got such a warmth to him. Yeah, and you know that's as as good as the writing is. Really, it's Cribbins who's who needs to take the credit for that because that man is just it exudes loveliness. Yeah, in a way few human beings yeah. manage. Um, he makes me want to watch. Go back and watch Balamari. Yeah. Say, go for it. Have you ever seen uh, Old Jack's Boat? That might be what I'm thinking of. Was he in Balamori? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, Balamori rather passed me by, to be honest, Matt. <laughs> I was doing other things at the time. I'm, I might be thinking of Old Jack's Boat. Yeah. But yeah, that that's a lovely watch. Yeah. Um, when you Google yeah. Bernard Cribbins, Jack, uh, Balamori, it just comes up with Old Jack's Boat. Yeah. I'm getting a new but office anyway. at work. Do you think I could pick, folk, take a picture of Wilf and put it on my desk and tell everyone it was my granddad? <laughs> it would be fascinating to uh, to to see the, the responses you'd get from that. Yeah, especially if I got one. I might, I might just get one of old Jack where he's got his little dog as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you want, do you want to hear some writers? Oh, you're going to do it anyway. Go on. David Whittaker. Never heard of who, him. Don't like him, though. He was the first story editor for Doctor Who uh, and also was quite a prolific writer on the early uh, days of the series uh, with credits on uh, The Edge of Destruction, The Rescue, which, you know, is still, I think, your favourite classic Who story. Um, behind the Twin Dilemma and yeah. Mark of the Rani... And what was the other thing we saw that had Anthony Ainley in? Five Doctors. Yeah. Okay, it's up there. So it's certainly the best half. It's up there. Uh, the Crusade he did, Power of the Daleks, Evil of the Daleks, Enemy of the World, Weird in Space, and The Ambassadors of Death in 1970. Um, and, uh, you know... Like I say, he, he, he was the first story editor for the series. Uh, it, you know, covered all, all of the first season and, and, and some of the second as well. Uh, you know, in that sort of 1963 to 1964 run. So, quite a significant figure. Then you've got Toby Whithouse, who, you know, like it or not, is is uh, credited with uh, six stories, seven total episodes over over the run of uh, the RTD and Moffat era. Um, so he's definitely one of the more significant New Who writers. One one of the few to to be to you know get over the threshold of more than a couple of episodes. Uh, Joy Wilkinson, who uh, wrote the aforementioned Witchfinders, 
and Stephen Wyatt, who wrote two stories in the uh, RTD, uh, in, RTD, what we're talking about, the Sylvester McCoy era, uh, namely Paradise Towers and the Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, lots to chew on there. Lots of different directions you could go in. I think I've probably already tipped my hand a little bit. I, I think I have to say David Whittaker on this occasion. Okay. Um, because he did so much to shape uh, early the, the early days of Doctor Who and is certainly one of the people who deserves credit for its continued existence to this day. I think he was one of those people who was a bit of a sort of steady hand on the tiller at a point when when the show's immediate future was deeply uncertain so uh yeah i i think he definitely deserves a lot of credit for that he also wrote my favorite classic uh dalek story the power of the daleks so you know uh lots lots to uh to recommend him i would say uh what about you matt are you sticking with Wilf? I'm going Wilf, yeah. There's no yeah. contest there for me. Yeah. I mean... Do you not think that's the obvious choice? You know, the maybe or, or almost, you know, Twitter ban worthy choice? How dare you? How dare you? Just saying. Just saying it seems a little bit obvious. No, no, no. Let me have a look. I mean, the obvious one is because it's all the classic fans. They were all going, oh, it's William Hartnell. We love William Hartnell. You know, if William Hartnell's so great, you can bloody congratulate Shuri Gatwa on getting the role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sort of pay too much attention to the the the, the rumours and anecdotes around uh, Hartnell's attitude towards minorities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, cancel you know, William Hartnell. Hashtag cancel William Hartnell. Certainly, his 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 silence on this matter is deafening, mm. isn't it? Yeah. But hey ha. All right. <laughs> Moving on. We should probably retire that joke soon. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me laugh every week. When I it know. Pops up. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I don't think it's going anywhere no. anytime soon, but. Uh, it, it it may be sure. Just wait till we get on to Sarah Jane and Elizabeth Sladen, because she's she's been quiet recently, hasn't she? That's true. She has. <laughs> oh, anyway, before we get there, Matt, I think we need to uh, dive into to the old A to Z. We've got you know huge one to cover this week. Well, David. We don't, because we're up to X. <laughs> and uh, there's basically nothing from New Who, and there's probably some scraps from Old Who that I won't want to talk about. So I've, I've come up with a plan. What's your plan? Well, when I was thinking about the pod today, and yeah. I was thinking about how much I hate our listeners, like, you know, yes. you know the uncultured swine that listen to this drivel? 
Yes, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, so I thought instead I'd bring a bit of culture to the pod. Right. Uh, so I put a message in the WhatsApp group to our podcast friends, and I just said, mm-hmm. without any contact, without any context, sorry, um, should David and I do a little bit of theatre, like reciting a script, or should we do poetry? Um, and Harry from Who Can Convince You has literally just texted me saying, um, just do some poetry. So instead of the A to Z, David, um, I'm, uh-huh. going to, I'm going to read Invictus by William Ernest Henley, if that's okay. Go for it. Okay, so... Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. Yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. There we go. So there's a dramatic reading of Invictus in place of the A to Z this week. Well, I appreciated that, Matt, but I think... Before we move on... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, there was Planet X in 1967. Don't care. We're moving on. Do... Have I got who's for you? uh, Matt, I just wanted to tell you, I have done the number... I've uh, I've crunched the numbers. I've done my research. I've popped on TARDIS Wiki. There are... 145 pages for things beginning with X. Mm-hmm. So all I want you to do, Matt, is to just pick a number between 1 and 145. Oh, and see. that's going I to be see. my pick for X. Um, 18. 18, 18. So that is Exit Bar and Restaurant. Let's have a have a look at that. The Exit Bar and Restaurant was a bar in London from which Jack Harkness stole a customer's debit card while on the run from the British government. It was advertised as being open daily. And that is a Torchwood spoiler for you, Matt. Oh, no. Right, so So there you you go. What was that? Exit Bar? Yeah. I'm just going to get a pen. With an X. Uh, Can I have number 48? For mine. <laughs> Number 48. You're going to pick one as well. Okay, right. Uh, 48. Ooh, the Xantha Empire. Sounds a little bit more exciting, doesn't it? Not Let's have a look at the Xanth. <laughs> Are you ready to find out everything about the Xantha Empire, Matt? Oh, go for it. 
The Xantha Empire was the empire of the Xantha. That is the That's it. That's it. The extent of the page. Um, it, it, the citation is an audio uh, entitled Fear of the Daleks. Let's find out which doctor that is, at least. Uh, second story of the first series of the Companion Chronicles, produced by Big Finish. Written by Patrick Chapman, narrated by Wendy Padbury, featured the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. Right, well, there we go. So there you go. That's it. The A to Z going out not with a bang, but with a whimper. So, yeah, uh, well, not quite going out yet. We've got uh, we've got two whole weeks left, Matt. Mm. Yeah. Where we will actually do it. I'm not going to read poetry every week. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be slightly... I, I don't think we're ever going to be scraping the barrel quite to the extent we have been with X. Yeah. You know, In, it's if you picked thing. theatre, um, I was like, what What famous like theatre scene just features two men talking? And the obvious answer is pretty much all of them. Um, but we would have done a reading <laughs> yeah. of the classic scene, uh, Steamed Hams from The Simpsons. <laughs> that would have been excellent. Yeah, I would also have been quite happy to 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 do um, perhaps a, a an entire performance of Waiting for Godot. But uh... yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. I'm one for the classics. Uh, Steamed Hams was my pick. It holds up. Let's not pretend it doesn't hold no, up. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, there you go. There's. I tell you what, when I put together the supercut of the A to Z, which is already over five hours long, do you think people are going to be yeah. pining for X? <laughs> Who knows? Right, OK. A to Z. Let's do it. It's the finale. It is. Here we go. <laughs> Where do you want to start, Matt? Uh, well, I want to start, David, with yep. a little, little tale. Right. Because, as you know, I mentioned this last week, yeah. that the Who Can Convince You podcast had sent us a gift. Yes. Now, I didn't realise that gift was in recognition of completing and finalising the A to Z of Doctor Who. Ah, oh, Wow. Right, now I have opened this gift, mm -hmm. I have perused this gift, but it is something I genuinely want you to have. Ah. Oh. And God knows when I'm going to see you again, because we were meant to play D&D this weekend, but it's my mum and dad's wedding anniversary, so I'm not going. Oh, that's, that's a shame, because it's the first one I've been able to get to for months. Ah, uh, well... <laughs> This, this gift uh, uh, is genuinely beautiful. Mm. And when the time comes, I'll put a picture on our uh, Twitter. But I'm going to send you a picture here, David. Right, okay. okay. I'm ready. Yeah, just uh, just opening it up. Oh, that's that's your f foot again. Yeah, there is a picture of yep. my mangled foot again. Yep. Uh, I bet that's you uh, a that's real up. picture. Here you go. That, that was very upsetting. Thank you for that, Matt. Oh, that is gorgeous, though, isn't it? David, honestly, it's beautiful. Ah. Uh, that is a picture 
of uh, of a book. Um, ver- this is very twentieth century. Who I I at a guess I would say probably published uh, early to mid eighties. Looking at the logo, it is the. I just checked. There you go, the Doctor Who illustrated A to Z. That is lovely. Honestly, uh, uh, the that the pictures in it. In fact, yeah. I just spotted there was some in colour. Um, mm. It is beautiful. I'm going to send yeah. you the picture for Z for this week. Yeah. Um, hold on. I love that. I love that it's got an axe on front and centre. It's I've been hoping for the axons to make a comeback for a very long time. Um, I've lost the colour picture. I flicked through and I clearly saw Colin Baker. There he is. Oh, it was the the colour picture is D for doctors. Ah. Um, in fact, oh, I, might, that is I, I might get this image tattooed on my chest. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at them. All six all. of the Doctors. Like, uh, genuinely, uh, like, I want you to have this book because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I know you'll give it the love it deserves. I definitely um, but will. But off the back of that, I don't think Harry updated his eBay shipping address, so he also bought some sheet music that's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I, I mean, I guess you you can. Uh, you, you got any instruments knocking around? David, I have your place? the same musical ability as a loaf of bread. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm sure you can give it a bash anyway. Just sing it, sing it, sing it when it arrives. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll try. But anyway, yeah, that well, well, thank you, Harry. That that is a a, a gorgeous thing, and I'll I'll enjoy leafing through that with um with little Zorbs as well, because he's not watching Doctor Who yet, but he really enjoys uh flicking through Doctor Who magazine with me every month, and uh, looking at all the uh, robots and aliens. There's actually quite a few pictures in colour. Um, mm. I might send you some more because some of these like it's got Morbius in colour oh nice like I, I know this isn't great Just... through like an audio medium some, <laughs> some of these pictures um, yeah when, when you look through stuff like this do you like get Doctor Who fandom a bit more because I find it's this sort of thing that makes me really it makes me sort of understand what must it have been like to be a child in the 70s or the 80s and, like, this was your escape, you know? Well, I, I love this book because it reminds me vividly of two books from my childhood. I had one mm. that was quite simply just called Dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, oh, my word, I've just seen the picture of the Sontaran. It's... Uh, beautiful oh and the sea devil david i'm just gonna send you so many pictures but, um, <laughs> i also had a book i'm certain i've talked about it on pod that was yeah. called monsters ghosts and ufos mm. and it was very similar 
Yeah, it just it. Th- there's something about oh, this. Oh no! Of... I've just sent my brothers a picture of a Santaren. There you go. They think you're such a nerd, Matt. Oh, David! Like, wait till you see the picture as well. How can I explain <laughs> to my brothers that, like, like, um, no, uh, like, it's just a picture of. Uh... <laughs> And, and explain to them that that is something that genuinely gives you joy. Yeah, like, um, you, know, <laughs> you know those potato-headed aliens? Um, oh. oh, wow, look oh. at those. Those are gorgeous. Anyway, um, we should probably move on. Yeah. Because we can't, we can't do a full hour and a half of just us reacting to pictures that our listeners can't see. Uh, but we will we'll we'll stick some pictures up on 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 Twitter. I say we, Matt will. Um, that will be a lovely thing. Um, but anyway, Matt. Yeah. Uh, in the spirit of um, the A to Z finale. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, shall we dig into things? We we we're doing we're doing Z. Obviously, there must be tons for yeah. Z. So I, I can't lie, David. Uh, yeah. This is the first and well only time from the A to Z where I haven't done any research because I was really <laughs> pressed for time tonight. So <laughs> off the top of my head, uh, I don't think there's any episodes. Maybe the Zygon Invasion, Zygon Inversion. That is, is literally the only one. Right. I don't know if there's any companions other than Zoe. Uh, I think... Again, that is the only one. Um, for alien races, I think in New Who there's the Zygons. Uh, yes, and Classic Who as well. Okay. But obviously there is uh, the Zero Room and Natural Environment aboard the TARDIS. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, as featured in, in Castrovalva. Okay. Well, there is Zolfathura, a Zan- uh, barren sandy planet supporting the five screens built by Meglos to harness the destructive power of the dodecahedron. Uh-huh, yes. Um, is it obvious I'm just reading this book? It, uh, it, it is, rather. <laughs> what about Zar, leader of the tribe of Gum, whose knowledge of the origins of fire died with his father? Oh, what a throwback that is. All the way back to an unearthly child. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's well. You because remember we only watched the first episode of that, and then we skipped the caveman story. Ah. Um, but that's that's from the remaining three parts of that serial, which is is the sort of caveman story where ah, there are stuff. I think underneath in. the references in this book, yeah, it tells you the episode. Ah. So, for example, for Zar, it says the tribe of Gum. See also Cal. Well, there you go. One I've heard a lot about but haven't seen. What about the Zabi from the Web Planet? Oh, you know I love a Zabi, Matt. These cheriping insects resembling giant ants were possessed by the Animus for whom they guarded the enslaved Menoptera on Vortis. Yeah. Now there's a sentence I didn't think I'd say when I woke up this morning. <laughs> so just to round things out, I will just clarify there, there are no writers uh, with a Z surname to mention here um no classic stories uh you've mentioned all the um all the major aliens do, do we want to mention the zochi who are the race 
the race that uh, Banner Cafalata comes from. Ah, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. First of, I think, probably two mentions for Banner Cafalata that will uh, will fit in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I'm confident he will come up again. Um, uh, and we could, we could also mention a couple of villains not necessarily creatures but uh we've got professor zaroff um the villain from the underwater menace and more recently zelin from can you hear me all right there you go i'm glad you took and, your homework yeah <laughs> but that's about it so um the obvious answer probably is zygons yeah you know one of a, one of only a handful of creatures who've featured prominently in both Old and new who. You know, in fact, the, the, the sheer fact that they've fe- they, they featured not only in the 50th anniversary special, but then got their own dedicated two part story in series nine. That's that's pretty good going. Like, by contrast, Sea Devils. I, I, I think Chimnall's got a pretty good uh, job of, of ruining their chances of coming back again anytime soon. <laughs> Um, I'm 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 genuinely quite bitter about that. <laughs> Don't know if you can tell. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, it probably deserves to be acknowledged, but that's not my pick, Matt. My pick has got to be the Zabi, and more specifically, the one Zabi that uh, crashes into a camera. Uh, in one of in, in an episode of the Web Planet, wow. there's a lovely scene where there's a whole line of them walking towards the camera, like marching along like ants, and you know these big, cumbersome, fiberglass costumes, and one of them accidentally bonks the camera, and the whole thing like wobbles qu- quite substantially. Um, but you know, for whatever reason, the uh, the director and the editor were just like, yeah, no, we're just leaving that in. We're not. We're gonna go. Gonna reshoot that. Um, and so it it it's there for all of time. And if I'm allowed to be sentimental for a moment, Matt. Always. Um, yeah, it's very out of character for me, isn't it? Um. That I I I'm not just being facetious when I when I mention that moment, because. When, the first time I watched the web planet and I saw that, the feeling it invoked in me was one of pure undiluted joy. Because I I love Doctor Who warts and all, you know, there, and there there are a lot of warts, um, but to me that is fundamental to the charm of this show, in that it is a series of ludicrous infinite scope continually being hampered by the limitations of uh budget time um you know resources the era in which it's being made um and so it becomes always a reflection of of the circumstances in which this particular story is trying to be told, you know, um, and and 
I think it's it's almost it, it, you know it's unique in that way. So yeah, I think Doctor Who is is kind of unique in that way that it will just uh you know be be this kind of prism with through which you can view you know not just the story but the whole context in which that story came to be because you have so much else to compare it to and so many eras and you know it, it's kind of it's a fundamental part of the appeal to me um so that that you know gaff with the zabi that it will, will never go away it was there on the broadcast version it was there on the vhs release it's there on the dvds and the blu-ray and the streaming services <laughs> yeah. it is forever, forever part yeah part of the history of doctor who um so that to me i think is is i can't think of a better note for me to end this a to z on what about you, Matt? Um, based on my limited knowledge, yeah. part of me thinks, even though I said it's like a basic response, I might just have to go to Zargon. Yeah. Do you want to pronounce it properly, or are you going to stick with that? Um, uh, well, I was looking at this <laughs> book, and I said half Zabi, half Zygon, didn't I? You um, did. <laughs> but in fact, I'm going to go for an alien race covered in sucker-like Oh, it's a good word I haven't seen in a while. Protuberances. Yeah. Protuberances, oh yes. Whose semi-organic spaceship crashed into Loch Ness? I didn't know that. They oh yes. Oh. Should we go on a road trip to Loch Ness? <laughs> I don't know, it's a fair distance. Yeah. They possessed a chameleon-like ability to adopt the form of their human prisoners. The Zygons plan to restructure the Earth prior to its full-scale colonisation by their wandering spaceships. But David, they fell foul of the, do the Doctor who destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, and I think we can all agree, the true A to Z is the friends we've made along the way. <laughs> Sure, I guess. <laughs> um, any thoughts, David, as we draw the A to Z to a close? Have you enjoyed this project? Yeah, it's been all right. It's past the time, hasn't it? Uh, if you're listening to the uh, compilation version of this, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed revisiting these. If you imagine if you start listening to our podcast in, like, October... And you've heard us reference the A to Z, but never gone back mm. and listened. And this is your first experience, the five-hour supercut. <laughs> well, well done. If you, if uh, genuinely, if anyone listens to this in one in one sitting, I guess you technically could, uh, but you shouldn't. But if you have, let us know because I don't know that deserves a medal or something. Yeah. Uh, while, whilst we're on, David, whilst we're recording, should we do a quick yeah. intro-outro for that edit? Uh, yeah, I can do if you want. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Welcome to the A to Z. Of Doctor Who. Probably worth mentioning that.
It's it's not just us uh, just reading the alphabet out. All right, all right. Let's go from the top. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Leave it. Leave, leave it. it. I'm not. Yeah, re- I'm, take, I'm not retaking this. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> let's do let's do an outro. Wow. Okay. What a great A to Z. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. There we go. Easy. <laughs> One and done. It's finished. Well, I've heard some great A to Zs in my time, and I think we can all agree that's up there with the best. So if you are listening to this over the Christmas period, all the best. Hope you're having a lovely Christmas break. And David and I will be back with more Doctor Who-related fun in the new year. Best wishes, take care, and as always, bye now. for listening to neither the time nor the space if you wish to contact us our email address is time nor space pod at gmail.com and on twitter we are at time nor space pod and thank you to alexander urban for his smashing arrangement of the doctor who theme